Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, Harmonic Whiskey Tower. There was a bit, a bit of a delay there because I've jigged around my um, my setup. So my desk, my podcasting desk, is about three foot away from my computer desk, which I've got now got set up for my home working arrangement. And um, yeah, so I've got to jump between the two spots to uh, do the cork pop. But anyway, I'm not drinking whiskey at the moment. I've got a big whiskey drinking session happening at the weekend, so I'm just building up to that. So um, what I thought I'd do is take you through, even though it's a bit of a belated summary, but take you through the uh, Grand Prix from the weekend, and then maybe talk about a few other things as well. Um, it's been difficult getting guests on recently, so it's, I think I've got to um, maybe go back to uh, waffling on about various gadgets and music and whatever else and try and get things going a bit more regularly again and that, that isn't just formula one because i'm very aware that not everyone is into formula one and wants to hear me waffling on about it so um but hopefully there's a few people that do enjoy hearing me waffling on about it but um so what i thought i'd do is let's get the mic in a good position so i can actually read the screen um yeah what i thought i'd do is go through the race i had to actually watch it a couple of times hence the slightly belated summary um because a lot happened in the race like and i could probably have done with watching it again because it was just fucking <laughs> chaotic um let's just find the results so it was a turkish grand prix so this is one of the races that was um put on quite last minute and there was a whole big palaver because they decided to resurface the track and they seemed to do that very last minute as well i mean the fact that they even managed to get the track resurfaced and put everything on and um i mean it was it, it probably wasn't even two months from when the time it got announced to when it was being held and they resurfaced the track in that time and got everything looking it looked amazing like the whole everything was just awesome um and it's such a great track oh god they need to bring it back i mean there's a a question mark on one race next year that they haven't announced yet um possibly malaysia it could be turkey or maybe it might be like Imola or one of the one of the other races we had this year that was like a kind of bolted on race um, because of the kind of COVID restricted traveling arrangements that we had to kind of follow for this year of Formula One. So I'm really hoping it's the Turkish Grand Prix because it's such a great track and it allows overtaking, which Imola doesn't. And even the, um, was it San Marino? Where the, what the fuck was it? Um Emilia Marmagnana. Now that was Imola. Um, Eiffel Grand Prix in. Um, that's Nurburgring. Where the fuck was it? Tuscany. Yeah, that one. Mugello. Yeah, that was a good race. But again, overtaking there because it's quite a narrow track. So again, even though it was a pretty good race, if there was a choice between any of them, I'd have to go with Turkey just because it's a great track. It's fast as fuck. If they didn't resurface it, it would have been a lot faster. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, and um, you can you can pass on it. Like there's lots of opportunities for passing on it. So except when it's really really wet, which it was this weekend. So um, yeah, hopefully they announce that because I think it'd be really good. And, and just how they turned it round and the, the, what they put on. And I don't know. It was it was pretty awesome. So the biggest thing though was this resurfacing of the track. So when you resurface a track with new asphalt, it 
it takes a bit of time to bed in properly and like all these like oils get released from the track surface while it kind of settles down and like cures properly i guess you'd say um and it was literally about two weeks from when they finished it to when the race was on and they didn't have any other races going on after that time to try and you know kill off some of that excess oil that was seeping up through the, the surface and stuff so it was slippery to say the least like it was really challenging for the drivers like they um i mean even in all the practice sessions that the first two practice sessions i believe were dry but you wouldn't have known it they were just slipping all over the place like it was almost undrivable and then the rain started and um that became super challenging because when it's wet as well and and the surface just wasn't drying either i think because obviously it's such a new surface and the weather was quite cold as well it just wasn't drying the track out so it ended up the race well the qualifying was in the wet and actually lando norris um not lando norris lance stroll put it on pole um with a really good lap verstappen was second perez third album fourth ricardo fifth Hamilton sick you can go and check all the results for that um and that was um yeah I mean the Mercedes just was not it did not like the track it didn't like the surface it couldn't it was just really really hard to drive I think um Bottas was ninth that gives you an example there of you know so the Mercedes was really struggling and they were very cautious about how it was going to go in the race as well um Racing Point was looking good and the Red Bulls were looking good in terms of performance um on that track with those conditions essentially so it was looking positive for them for the race and the race came around and it it started um it'd been raining up to about an hour before the race but then the the track was still pretty wet so it was definitely a wet tire start which everyone apart from a few people started on wet and no one could get away off the line. It was really funny. Like the Red Bulls just stood still basically and everyone kind of went past them. And um, Vettel probably had the best start. He went from 10th to, um, I don't know, 11th to 3rd in about half a lap. <laughs> like it was amazing. So um, that was pretty good. He had a great race. Vettel had a really good race. Um, so, um, yeah, it was... It was um, it was a crazy race from then on really like everyone was on wets initially for the first i'd say six or seven laps and then i think it was charles leclerc pitted for intermediates quite early on and he kind of triggered this wave of people coming in for inters because he was putting in really quick times on the intermediate so everyone decided to come in put the inters on um and then from then it kind of balanced out and you had like i mean it was so hard to keep track of it i can't even remember exactly what happened <laughs> like people were swapping positions but lance stroll pretty much took off and had like a, a pretty healthy like 10 second lead perez was you know yeah 10 seconds behind him and then there was like a 10 second gap maybe more to sebastian vettel and hamilton at this point was fourth behind him and they were like almost a full pit stop plus a bit behind um Lance Stroll so they were I mean they were dropping back you know super fast and actually Hamilton was getting a bit frustrated with that but I think ironically Vettel just seemed to pace it so perfectly like he didn't kill off the tyres too quick whereas I think Stroll maybe I don't know maybe pushed the tyres a bit too much 
and certainly I think Verstappen and Albon did as well. They were tr- maybe killed the tyres off too quick, whereas Vettel and Hamilton were just kind of sitting there, ticking along quite nicely, you know, easing off, well, just keeping a consistent pace but not really pushing. And then um, suddenly Vettel just stepped on it, and um, I think it was um, Verstappen had a spin trying to get past Perez. I think that was it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and then Vettel was fourth. Hamilton was fifth. God, it's so hard to keep track. And then Verstappen got impatient, tried to get past Perez, like round the outside of like turn four or five, which he just could never do, and went off the track onto the tarmac and just spun the car, like aquaplane basically, and lost it. So he went, he lost about three or four places. Then Albon was suddenly on the charge because the Red Bull was doing really well. And so he started cruising through and got past um, Hamilton and Vettel. And just took off chasing Perez. Um, and then there was just that gap for a while. It just sat like that. And it was quite a long race because everyone was going, driving so fucking slowly. So it was just like, it was quite a long race. Um, and then then what happened? I think Albon had a spin and then um, Vettel started speeding up, which meant then Hamilton started speeding up with him. And they closed this like 20 second gap to Perez, who'd closed the gap to Lance Stroll by that time to a few seconds. So then suddenly, you know, the top five or six drivers are all within, you know, any, anyone could have won in the top six or seven or even eight. You just didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and then I think it was, again, it was uh, Charles Leclerc came in to pit for a second set of intermediate tyres because it was such a weird one. It was too slippy in certain areas of the track. There was a slight dry line forming um, on the racing line, but then it was still too slippery for slick tyres, especially given the issues that everyone had getting the tyres warmed up to give themselves grip. Like, it would have been just suicide to do it. So everyone just thought, well, it's going to have to be Inters again. Um, and then so Leclerc did that stop, which then triggered a load of people like um, Lance Stroll, for instance, came in, Vettel came in, I think the Red Bulls came in, but I think Verstappen had to pit a bit earlier because he flat spotted the tyres when he had his spin. Um, Albon also came in because they all struggled on the tyres when it got to the point where they were losing tread. Um, the tyres just were really difficult to drive, but Perez and Hamilton stayed out and they kind of drove through this period of like graining, they call it, and came out the other side and just kept on those tyres. So Hamilton put them on on lap eight, Perez was lap 10, and they just stayed on those tyres for the entire race. They didn't come in. It was, it was incredible. I mean, they basically drove them so much, they turned them into slick tyres, which was just incredible. And because of the nature of those intermediate tyres, I think they're slightly more durable and they hold their temperature better because that's how they're designed to do because they need to hold the temperature for inclement weather. Um, so, yeah, Hamilton and Perez just held these tyres in this just kind of perfect spot um, and just kept going. They just kept going and going and going and everyone else was like the second set of inters they put on. Um, Lance Stroll, his second set, he... Where he literally went backwards and ended up ninth. He just couldn't get them to switched on and they just weren't performing. And um, I think because they had too much tread on them at that stage and the line was too dry, so the, the racing line was too dry, so maybe that was why they just didn't work. Um, I think Albon and a few other people, Verstappen maybe, they, they struggled as well. Science did well. Leclerc was the only one who could really get those second set of tyres switched on again. And then Vettel as well, I think. They they were both kind of sitting third and fourth, but Leclerc was head of Vettel. 
and they were just kind of cruising pretty nicely and just gradually closing that gap to Perez like Perez was starting to struggle in the last like 20 laps and Hamilton when he got past Perez eventually on lap I don't know when it was like 40 or something he got a move done got the DRS went past him and as soon as he got past him he just did that thing that Hamilton does and just built a gap immediately like five seconds gap within about three or four laps and just kept building that lap out and eventually got that out to over a pit stop of like a safe time essentially like 22 seconds or something at one point um so he could have come in for a pit stop and put on new inters and all that if he wanted to but he decided not to do that um and Perez was starting to really struggle with the tyres and Hamilton just seemed to not be bothered by it he was just putting in really decent lap times and yeah and he, he was asking questions over the radio whether the tires would last if, if they were going to be okay or they were, they were going to blow up or something because they just they were taking these tires into a realm which they weren't really designed for but i think because of the extra durability of those tires he just managed to i don't know it was, it was incredible i mean it was such a it was in it was a drive of a seven-time world champion basically like he just knew he just timed it perfectly. He didn't, he took his time, you know, in, in the slow period of the race where, you know, people like Verstappen and Albon were getting impatient and they spun and, um, you know, Norris just lost it and not Norris, sorry, he did really well actually. Uh, Lance Stroll just got impatient, lost it, couldn't, just couldn't get it back. And it was, um, yeah, it was a sign of, I mean, it, in the end we had Hamilton, Perez, Vettel finish top three and it was so it was really the experienced drivers that um probably three of the most experienced drivers on the grid really if you think about it actually apart from ricardo everyone else oh well, raikkonen i suppose but he didn't really do a lot um that alfa romeo it wasn't good to drive so um <clears throat> yeah i mean it was a great drive i mean if i really recommend watching the highlights if you can it was it was just awesome just so good um and uh, there was even a point with about three laps to go, four laps to go, they were expecting like a heavy downpour of rain. And if that had happened, Hamilton and Perez would be screwed because they had no tread on their tyres, basically. Um, <clears throat> and they, Hamilton had built up enough time to get a free pit stop in in the end. But they did say, oh, let's come in for a safety pit stop with like two or three laps to go. And then Hamilton was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do it because... The pit entry is um, was really wet still, so he could have easily come in and put it into the barrow, which a few drivers almost did, um, and they none of them were on tyres as old as Hamilton. So it would have, um, yeah, he was just like, nah, we'll just risk it and hope it doesn't rain, basically. So and, and luckily it didn't. The rain didn't come. So um, and then when he pulled in at the end of the race, you know, seven-time world champion, won the race in a race where really the car wasn't good enough to win that race. It was, it was, you know, Bottas, for instance, finished, um, 14th and was lapped by Hamilton. That shows you, um, the, what that Mercedes was like to drive. So it's, um, it's a bit of an eye opener there really. So, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those races and Perez as well. I mean, he doesn't have a drive next year, which is just crazy really. Um, and he put the car there. That was just experience and just how good he is with the tyres. Um, I mean, there's talk of him trying to get the Red Bull seat. But there's also, excuse me, there's also talk of um, Nico Hülkenberg trying to get it as well. So, I don't know. And Albon, I mean, he didn't really have a bad race. He only finished, you know, just behind uh, Verstappen. So, if you think of it like that, you know, that's not bad. 
Um, he again, he had the opportunity to win it though, and he made a mistake, spun the car, um, and that cost him potentially a podium, maybe even a win. I don't know because he was ahead of Hamilton at the time. So it, it, it sort of everything. I don't know the experience of Hamilton to just not want to come in, you know, and Perez as well. They were just happy that the tyres were working fine. Um, and they they drove through that initial graining period where the tyres were really difficult to drive. And everyone else just thought, oh, the tyres are gone and they came in, whereas they hadn't gone. They just had to get through that little period that those tyres have. I mean, I think Hamilton and Perez are probably the two best drivers with these Pirelli tyres that I think really understand them and can get the most out of them. Um, which is a big thing at the moment because the tyres play such an important part. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a crazy race. Um, other standout performances, I mean, right towards the end, Leclerc put a move on Perez, actually got past him with about five corners to go, then coming up to turn eight or nine or something like that. No, it wouldn't be eight, it would be ten, I think. Um, Leclerc just outbroke himself. Locked out the tyres, Perez came past him, Vettel just came past him as well. And so Leclerc lost like two spots. He was he was sitting P2, finished P4, and Vettel, Vettel got the podium, which he was looking like not getting because he was stuck behind Leclerc. So it was, again, it was that, um, I don't know if you call it a slight inexperience from Charles Leclerc, but you can't really criticise him because he was like so far down. He was like 14th or he started 14th or something crazy like that. And he, he got to that, P3 position like solidly on his own merits um, and it was only one little mistake at the end that cost him the P2 and then got in the P4 so yeah I mean he's he's a real talent for him to get there um, in that car yeah that was pretty incredible so I mean driver of the day I think Vettel got it because he drove an incredible race again given the car and um, his start was incredible and literally not one mistake. I mean, even Hamilton made a mistake. He um, went off and lost a spot to, um, I think that's when he lost a place to Vettel and to um, Alex Albon. That's how Albon got past Hamilton and Albon got past Vettel towards like about, you know, a third of the way through the race. So it's, um, I think Vettel was probably the only one and maybe Perez who didn't make a mistake. Um, it's incredible from both of them, but I think for me, Hamilton gets the driver of the day. I mean, he just he wasn't looking like getting anywhere and close to that at, at the early stages of the race. And given how much Bottas struggled, and he said he had damage, but I don't know. I mean, he spun the car. He was literally spinning the car like he spun the car like six times or something insane. I mean, and I don't think he picked up any damage because he. He spun on the first lap, on like the first corner, because he was doing it just to get out of the way of someone. You can't really blame him for that. But beyond that, he just wasn't didn't go anywhere. And it was weird from him because he had to beat Hamilton and get a fastest lap to keep the championship alive. But he didn't really seem to try anything. When he gets in these positions, he doesn't really put himself out there to take risks and to try something. Like He could have, when it was looking like someone could have gone on to slicks if they had the balls to do it he could have gone right fuck it put me on slicks let's see what happens because he was going nowhere i mean he was back in 18th at one point so it's like and you know if if the slicks were, were working you, you could be looking like 10 seconds a lap faster so it's um yeah it's just weird that no one tried that um they just didn't want to risk it for some reason which seems weird because the championship was dead the people towards the back weren't going anywhere. So, like, why not give it a go? And, I mean, maybe it wouldn't have worked because there was the last, like, 
quarter of the lap was pretty treacherous still, but there was still kind of a dry line, sort of, but I don't know. I mean, I ain't a Formula 1 driver, so, you know, fuck. But I'd have given it a go if I was Bottas. I mean, what have you got to lose? You know, He just gave up, basically. So, I mean, you're not going to win a world championship with that attitude, I don't think, so. Never mind. Anyway, it was a good race. It's worth watching. Watch the highlights if you can. And, um... Revel in the awesomeness that was Hamilton and Perez. Um, and even Vettel, I think he deserves a big shout-out. He was awesome. So, Actually, Carlos Sainz in fifth for McLaren. That The, the McLaren-Renault wasn't looking particularly good. Um, but McLaren also got a P8 with Lando Norris. So they, they both drove really well. Um, and Sainz just kept his head down, kept out of it. Didn't really... I think he didn't make any mistakes either and, and got that P5. So that really helped McLaren out to leapfrog um, Renault because they only got one point with Daniel Ricciardo finishing 10th. They were struggling a bit. Ocon was 11th. Um, and actually racing point, Lance Stroll, I mean, if you know if they'd got a 1-2 or a 2-3 or you know something like that, they'd, they'd have been in a much more commanding position in there. Um, in the table because that um, the draw the team standings you've got Racing Point on 154 points you've got McLaren Renault 149 and it was that result from this weekend that bumped them up past Renault Renault only got one point they're on 136 and Ferrari are on on 130 so three late races left to go and that third place you know you could jump theoretically from fifth to third. Renault could jump up to, to third potentially if they have a few good races and Racing Point and McLaren don't and that's worth like 15 million dollars or something so which is huge to, the, to a team like that so that's it's going to be exciting it's definitely worth watching the last few races just for that battle and I hope they kind of focus on those battles because um, they're, they're all going to be so closely matched and racing against each other in those final races that I think it's going to be quite interesting. And, and it, Ferrari having a bit of resurgence as well, but the, the nature of the circuits we're going to next, I don't think are going to suit Ferrari. I think Renault are going to come back into it with these next few races, and I think Racing Point could as well because they've got the um, Mercedes engine and it's going to be quite power hungry circuits coming up so um yeah it's going to be interesting i think definitely worth watching so we've got two back back to back races coming up in um is it bahrain or abu dhabi schedule Hang on. bahrain yeah so there's two in bahrain so you've got the first one on the standard track and then you've got the one the weekend straight after that um back to back on the outer circuit which they've never raced on before um which is almost like an oval, but it's like a bit of a funky oval, if that makes sense. There's three really long straights and then a little, a few little twisty bits, and that's kind of it. Um, so it's going to be, it could be a really short lap, and so you're probably going to be looking at 70-plus laps. And, uh, yeah, it's, I reckon it's going to be really interesting. And then you've got the final uh, race, December 10th to 13th in Abu Dhabi, so that's always a good race. So, yeah, that's going to be cool. And even though the championships have both been won, you know, Hamilton, seven-time world champion, so shout out to him. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And I just, that that drive just really cemented it, and it was a drive of a seven-time world champion, you know, putting it in that position that really he wasn't, didn't really have any chance of getting to that, but he managed it. It just, yeah, it was amazing amazing so very cool but he'll be hungry to get the next three wins for sure and some you know the next three pole positions all that you can bet on that so um 
for him, I hope he does because the year before Rosberg won, Hamilton won it and with about three or four races to go and just kind of switched off and just didn't do that well. And Rosberg won everything and came into the following year with, even though it's such a long amount of time between seasons, he came in with that momentum and the confidence. And I think that's what eventually it just, he got a really good start to the year. And, you know, so I think Hamilton, and I'm sure he will, I'm sure he's learned from that. He'll just come and try and win the next three races, basically. So three more poles, three more race wins. and Off you go for the winter. And then, yeah, next year's going to be a really good year as well, I think. So, anyway, I've waffled enough. What are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, check out the race. Give it a go. It's definitely worth watching the highlights. It was very enjoyable. Basically, everyone drifting and spinning, and um, it was chaos. So, And to be honest, like everyone criticised the, the resurfacing, but I think they had to do it. Apparently, it was quite bumpy, and it had never been resurfaced since they opened the track. So, you know... <laughs> If they hadn't resurfaced it, they'd have been complaining about the bumpiness. So, I mean, what are they going to do? At least they've done it now with obviously some of the money they got from hosting the race. So that's great for the circuit, and hopefully that puts them in a position to get the, a race back in the Formula 1 season in the next coming years and, you know, get a nice, you know, three- or four-year deal because it's a great circuit, and it would be amazing once that tarmac's bedded in properly to see those cars drive around that circuit. So, um Hopefully they do. It'll be awesome if they do. I, I don't think they've announced... Um, yeah, I don't think they've announced next year's final race from what I can see. So um, it's still got a question mark on it. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. So yeah, cheers guys. There we go. I've probably waffled enough. How long have I waffled for? 25 minutes. Well, that's a lot of stuff about Formula 1, isn't it? Um yeah, I might try and get a couple more in in the next few days, maybe, or next week, start ramping up a few, maybe twice a week. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I've said this before and it didn't materialise. So. Um, but I quite enjoyed when I was doing little news roundups and gadget news and stuff like that. So I might start getting back into that and getting like a regular, you know, twice a week thing and talking about various gadget news because there's loads of stuff going on with the new consoles that have been launched from PlayStation and the Xbox, um, not that you can buy them anywhere. So um, they're talking now, I think uh, Microsoft is saying it's going to be April before you can actually get a console, just walk into a shop and get one. So, and I get that because of COVID, it's difficult to manufacture all these consoles. So maybe there's nothing they can do, but there's part of me that thinks it's a deliberate ploy, which is kind of what they did with the Nintendo Switch. They were very hard to get hold of and it just drove up the demand and now it's they're selling really well so i wonder whether they're doing a similar thing with the playstation and the xbox i don't know i'm a bit cynical like that but it's annoying because if someone just wants one they can't get it and then you've got idiots who buy them online and try and resell them um for huge amounts of money which is just really annoying for people but um i don't know anyway but maybe we'll talk about all that sort of stuff and some gaming things and movies and all that stuff. If you want a recommendation of what to watch at the moment, I highly recommend Gangs of London. That's on Stan if you are over in Australia and New Zealand. If you are in Europe, I believe it's on... Um, I think it's on Sky, I believe. Like Sky On Demand, I believe, because it's, it's, they produced it, I think. so. Um, and then if you're in America, I don't know. It's probably going to be like on Hulu or something like that. I don't think Netflix have it. So... It's definitely worth watching. Very good. It's kind of like a cross between Luther, The Wire, Peaky Blinders, and John Wick. 
kind of all rolled into one. It's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, it's worth watching. So it's it's extremely violent, though. So be warned. It's it's very very violent. It makes John Wick seem pretty tame, but like that. So, um, yeah, it's a bit gory, but it's worth watching. It's very cool. Good story. Uh, good acting. Amazing action. Just really really well choreographed fight scenes and gun scenes and stuff like that. So. Worth a watch for sure. So yeah, cheers guys. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales, our little Formula One roundup. And um, we'll be back in a few days. I'm off the, I'm off away this weekend for a bit. So we'll be, um, I don't know, yeah, I'll try and get a bit more regular stuff happening as of next week. I'm feeling a bit more motivated now, now than I was. So I um, had a bit of a lull in motivation for both my YouTube channel and podcast. So we'll, um, yeah, we'll get back into it, I think, so. Cheers, everyone. We'll be back soon. Bye.